A Telltale Pod production. Daisy and the Trouble with Christmas by Kez Gray. With music by Aaron Kenny. Chapter 1 The trouble with Christmas is it's too exciting! If Christmas wasn't so exciting, then what happened in the school Christmas play this afternoon would never have happened in the first place. Which isn't my fault. Ask Gabby. Ask Paula Potts. Ask anyone who isn't Mrs Peters or any of the other teachers or my mum or Gabby's mum and dad. It's all Christmas's fault. Not mine. If Christmas hadn't made me get so excited... Then everything would have been just fine. Except it wasn't fine. It was a bit embarrassing, really. Chapter 2 The trouble with Christmas excitement is it gets you all over. It goes into your toes and your fingers and your elbows and your hair and your eyeballs and up your jumper. It wiggles into your brain through your ears, gets you in your lips so you can't stop smiling. It gets you in your legs, and you can't stop skipping. It gets you inside your tummy, so your heartbeat won't stop going bibbidi-bibbidi-bop all the time. It even gets you in your eyelashes, so you can't close your eyes properly when you go to bed. And it lasts ages. My Christmas excitement started in September. September is when all the Christmassy things come into the shops. My mum says it's a disgrace putting Christmassy things in the shops in September. My mum says that shops should only put their Christmassy things on the shelves in about November, when it's nearly Christmas, not September when it's still nearly summer but I think she's wrong. I 
think shops should get rid of all their normal things, apart from sweets, in about January, and then have Christmassy things on their shelves until Christmas. I love Christmassy things. In fact, when I'm about 27, that's what I'm going to be. A Christmassy thing shop owner who only sells Christmassy things. Unless Santa gives me a job, that is. The trouble with Santa is you never get to actually see him. Even when he comes down the chimney with all your presents, you won't see him. That's because he magics you asleep before he comes. Did you know that when Santa touches the side of his nose with his finger, it makes him small enough to go up and down chimneys? It's true, because I've seen it in a book. And you'll never ever get to see the real Santa, because his magic is so good. You can still write to him, though. I wrote a letter to Santa in October. It said, To Santa, Santa's House, North Pole. Dear Santa, Please, when I grow up, can I be one of your helpers? I will try not to grow up too much, because I know elves are usually very short. But I'm really good at wrapping presents, plus I can bring my own red scissors, plus I would be really good at feeding Rudolph. So please, can I have a job when I'm about 17? Love, Daisy. The trouble with writing letters to Santa is that they have to be sent to the North Pole, which is the farthest away place in the world. The trouble with walking to the North Pole is it will really make your postman's feet ache. My mum says the quickest way to send a letter to Santa is to magic it there. I thought she was going to say buy hovercraft or something, but she didn't. She said if I gave my letter to her on bonfire night, she would post it for me then. So I did. Plus, I wrote my Christmas list to Santa too. Dear Santa, I know it isn't even December yet, but my mum says she's going to magic my letter and my Christmas list to you on bonfire night. In case you didn't know, I've been really good all year. Well, nearly all year. And when I wasn't that good, it wasn't my fault. So, please, can I have these things for my Christmas presents? A pogo stick that doesn't fall over. A skateboard with an engine. A yo-yo that does tricks. Colouring pencils that don't snap. Colouring pens that don't run out. A red and white football that scores goals. Quite a fluffy hamster. A bike that fires torpedoes. Bubble bath that makes the water green. Craft scissors with pointy ends. A worm house with real worms. A big cactus. Chocolate money or real money to buy some chocolate money.
skipping rope long enough for about 20 people. A super soaker water pistol with about 10 different action squirts. And a new watch. P.S. If you run out of room on your sleigh, can I definitely have the bike that fires torpedoes first? Love, Daisy. Kiss, 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 kiss. When my mum read my Christmas list, she said Santa didn't make bikes with torpedoes. Then she said I would need to be on my very best behaviour right up till Christmas Day if I was going to get even half of the things I'd written down. So I promised I wouldn't even be the slightest bit of trouble. Not before Christmas. Not during Christmas. Not even after Christmas. I was doing really, really well. Until today. <sighs> I do hope Santa wasn't watching the school Christmas play this afternoon. Chapter 3 Before I tell you about what happened at the school Christmas play today, I must tell you about what happened on bonfire night in November. I love bonfire night, don't you? When we went to the bonfire party, there were loads of people everywhere. Everyone had Wellington boots on and lots of people were holding sparklers. It was really exciting. Not as exciting as Christmas, though. Plus, there was the hugest bonfire in the world. It was so big, I could feel how hot it was, even when I was standing a really long way away. That's the trouble with bonfires. You mustn't ever go anywhere near them because they might set you alight. Or make your wellingtons melt off. In the field where the bonfire was, I couldn't see any letterboxes at all. It was all very dark because it was night time, but I was sure there was nowhere I could post my Christmas letter to Santa. But Mum said she wouldn't need a postbox or a postman to post my Christmas list. She'd need a man in a yellow jacket. Men in yellow jackets are called marshals. Their job is to let off all the fireworks on bonfire night and make sure no one gets too close to the bonfire. Their other job is to send Christmas letters to Santa! The marshal, whom my mum spoke to, looked really kind. After my mum had whispered in his ear, he smiled at me and asked me for my Santa letters. So, I gave them to him. 
And then guess what he did? He put them on the bonfire. At first, I didn't understand. But Mum told me that bonfire magic would send all the words on my letters right up in the air, through the clouds, past the stars, all the way to Santa's home. Just like that. She said if I watched the bonfire carefully, I would see the words from the other children's Santa letters whizzing up in the sky. And she was right. There were loads of sparks flying up from the bonfire all over the place. I saw all the words I'd written to Santa fly right up into the sky. Santa, reindeer, pogo stick, bike and torpedo glowing really orange before they went black and disappeared. It was brilliant! Mum said she was absolutely sure that Santa would get my Christmas letter and my Christmas list. Which made me even more excited! All I had to do now was wait for Christmas. A Telltale Pod production. Daisy and the Trouble with Christmas by Kez Gray. With music by Aaron Kenny.